Master Wayne, shall I prepare you something for supper this evening? Perhaps a nice piece of fish or game hen? I know a delightful recipe for a flavorful Burmese salad. Alfred, do you know what I think I'd really like? An Italian sub from that place near Gotham Central. And a pickle. Whatever flavor of spicy potato chip they have. And a root beer. Yes, very good, sir. Jardin Nera. The dot is part of the logo. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Wait, what'd you just say? Warner Bros. Dot, Yako Wacko, and Dot. Yeah. The dot is there's a dot at the end of bros. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Wow. It's fucking all that there, man. It is incredible. Yes. The Animaniacs <laughs> deep dive. The show is fucking genius, man. Welcome Superhouse podcast listeners to another episode of the Superhouse podcast for listeners. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like Wolfie, uh good old Wolfie Uncle Crazy uh, joined by my name is Andrew Bush, and I'm here to t- tell you many stories about the bat. Oh, wait, that's Ben's job. As well as our former, what did we used to call you? Senior Batman correspondent. His name was Batman correspondent. His name was Batman, but now I'm just a co-host. This is... Not just, man. This is Ben. <laughs> and we're going to deep dive... Somewhat of a shallower deep dive seems. Hopefully, well, wait, what am I saying? Not hopefully, but it's a shorter script than what we're guys. used to. It's been a long a day. Bruce Wayne television pilot that that is yes. totally not Gotham. That was not Gotham. It was a Batman prequel series that was not Gotham. It was a Batman prequel series with Gordon and a bunch of the Rogues Gallery members, but not Gotham. Did he have his <laughs> fucking mustache in this one or what? Uh, it was not specified, actually. <laughs> I guess it's just so obvious that he has one. They don't even need to say it. They didn't need to say that he didn't have a mustache. (laughs) It was a ripoff after 10, not 10, I'm thinking Smallville when I said 10 years. After five years of Gotham, he's he's got the mustache By the way, I love that that's his character arc, is that he goes from not mustache to mustache. (laughs) And then shaves it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? That's his his whole character arc. His character was kind of just like, I will not stand for corruption. To like, okay, I'll bend the rules and be a little corrupt. To like, I will not stand for corruption. Right, right, right. right, right. His mustache falls off. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, shit. It's a symbol of justice, y'all. All All right, so the Gotham deep dive, I mean, the Bruce Wayne deep dive is here. So, take it away. We have the, uh, in 1999, we have the great hiatus of Batman unproduced scripts that we uh, have been talking about. So we started with Batman 5. An event we call the Great Hiatus. Yes, the Great Bat Hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, actually. The Great Hiatus, that actually does work. It's it's inspired by when they killed off Sherlock Holmes uh, and the period between Sherlock being dead and the time that Arthur Conan Doyle was like, fine, fuck it, I'll bring him back. They call that the Great Hiatus. Ah. Similar thing with the Batman movies. Yeah. So, so you did parallel, make it up, baby. I didn't quite make it up, but I pro- I didn't culturally appropriate it, but I characterly appropriated. <laughs> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle <laughs> rebooted his own shit in his own lifetime. Yes, he did. Wow, That's the king of the man. reboots, man. Indeed. Uh, uh, he indeed. also re- Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Watson. <laughs> <laughs> he retconned a ton of shit, too, but that's another thing. But. I've retconned many things in my life. Because people them. are stupid! Oh. And his wife was just like, what the fuck is a retcon, Arthur? What's a retcon? Let's do a little bit of sleuth work to figure it out. <laughs> Can we read the collected works of Sherlock Holmes? I mean, collected stories. I'm going to get hired by Audible. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just never loses steam. This is studying Scarlet. <laughs> I was I didn't get bored once. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Bruce Wayne in a second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the great Bruce Bat Wayne hiatus uh, began in we... 1973. <laughs> the great Bat hiatus. Not quite. It was 1999. 1999. <laughs> I was 403 years old. <laughs> I don't know why. What am I, Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bruce 
playing we got <laughs> oh my I can't God. wait till all our pop culture influences just start melding and this is a bat Star Wars Batman's crossover. gonna pop some fucking Wolverine claws in a minute and shit <laughs> I've gone completely right, off the so uh, we had Batman Unchained and Batman Dark Knight as an attempt to continue the Burton Schumacher franchise that fell through we had Darren Aronofsky trying to do Batman Year One that fell through uh, years later, we would have Joss Whedon trying to do a Batman origin movie that also didn't work, but it seemed like in the zeitgeist, hey, let's try to do the origins of Batman and go back to roots, let's go back to do dark shit, and this was not just with movies, it was also with TV. And the man who wrote this and was trying to develop it was Tim McCanleys. Now, I may have mispronounced it, but Tim McCanleys is most famous for having written The Iron Giant. Huh. Uh, and uh, he went in with a pitch right. that uh, I've been told a lot of my sources on this is for a site called Krypton Site, which uh, was the main fan site to give news on the show Smallville. And they did a whole separate site on Bruce Wayne based off of what their sources gave them. They got access to the script before it went leaked online. And they said the pitch was that he was going to say, I'm going to make a story about an American icon, a JFK Jr. type. And here's, here's the character, here's the, his mentor type, here's his friends and the ones he can trust and the ones that he can't, here's the one cop in the city he can trust, and the empire he's going to inherit and all that. And, he, and it felt riveting to them. And then at the end, he's like, and the guy's name that we're going to make it on is Bruce Wayne. <gasps> yes. That's actually really cool. And one thing that brings to light is how many angles you can take with these already well-established yeah. characters. It's so nuts. Like, yeah, because we are, we yeah. just finished up the episode of Aronofsky's Taxi Driver-esque yeah. Serpico version of corrupt 1970s R-rated version. Here is a nice TV show of a coming-of-age I love the JFK know? Jr. kind of angle, too, because he was like yeah. 40, sadly died was like mm -hmm. america's sweetheart man the guy was bruce wayne for yeah lack exactly. of not being batman so uh <laughs> this would have been on the wb before it was the cw remember the WB? by the way so many people still call it wb yeah with the yeah. frog no, no, yeah people always talk about <laughs> the old people. frog by the I way love that, by the way oh, those, those lo that. looney tunes with the frog always weirded me out when oh, i was oh, a kid because it was there was just an air of like some sort of weird tension in those cartoons <laughs> Really? I did think with so. The frog? With the frog, yes. Well, like he's gonna in kill you at any second. <laughs> also, I was like seven, eight, nine watching this. That's maybe why I thought oh, that. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, it, it weirded me out. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> been no on. one has ever thought that. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So <laughs> we have the script of what the pilot would have been, and it's very different from Gotham because Gotham started with Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed, and it was about Jim Gordon. Uh, with Bruce Wayne as kind of a side character. This one switches the dynamic to what, you know, the comics have and what makes sense, which is Bruce Wayne being the main character and Gordon being a side character. Mm -hmm. So it would have started in present day and we would have met Alfred, present day Alfred, and he's the narrator of this series, talking about, you know, how did it come to this? I got to talk about just the craziness that our lives have been and write about it. And he's looking at this picture of all these young people and, you know, his face is quote-unquote full of promise. And he's like, oh, like how it was back then. And we cut to London, where Alfred has arrived to bail out his master because young Bruce Wayne is in jail. Bruce Wayne is 17 years old here, and uh, he got into a fight and has landed in jail in a foreign land, much like we were introduced to Christian Bale in Batman Begins. Uh, and so Alfred finds Bruce and tells him that uh, the board of trustees have called your presence is required in Gotham City. And Bruce is like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go home. And that's the basically the intro of a Bruce Wayne who would rather stay there, who does not want to step foot in Gotham ever again. That's cool. Mm, yeah. I, I've been enjoying this so far. Yeah, I like it. So uh, we get a bit of flashback <laughs> of, yet again, the night where Thomas and Martha Wayne were killed in front of Bruce Wayne in Crime Alley after seeing the Marcos Oro again. Uh, but again, as you know, this was 1999, where that was only on film like once in the 1989 That's movie. True. So That's true. It doesn't feel as tiresome as it does now. Where I'm just like, oh, all right, fine, Marcus Oro again. But we we'll saw it once <laughs> it again be in Joker. Totally yeah, we call. did. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it was pretty cool in Joker. But it still. was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bruce is on the private jet back. Alfred is reading a book called Troubled Teens. And Bruce is like, give me a break. <laughs> what am I Troubled gonna do? Troubled teens. Yeah. <laughs> wow. These kids these days. <laughs> uh, and he tunes in the TV, and every station is talking about, oh, my God, Bruce Wayne is coming back. It's been 12 years since he's been gone. Oprah, like, Wall Street shows, like, everything. He's the topic of conversation. Some gossip show hosted by a young Vicky Vale. Like, he Vicky is... Vale. 
the new he's like the Justin Bieber, J, young JFK Jr. like the hot celebrity, mm-hmm. and him coming back is such a big thing, and Bruce hates it because he's like, who in their right mind would even fucking live in Gotham? And Alfred's mm. like, oh, five generations of Wayne, so not counting you, of course. Uh, and Bruce tells him, <laughs> you know, well, all he wants to do is sign the papers that give the Wayne Corps trustees the uh, full control of the company. And then he can get cool. back to whatever the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and traveling around the world and spending I love the, the rebelliousness of it. The what? The rebelliousness of yeah. it. Yes, away with child. He's the reluctant <laughs> Bruce. hero. Yeah, he's the reluctant hero take on this. Mm-hmm. A Bruce Wayne who doesn't really have who doesn't really want to be part of Gotham, who left Gotham to escape from what happened there. I, again, like the portrayal, like we said in the last episode, that Gotham City is a fucking total piece of shit. It has to be, yeah. Outside of his personal relationship with that's where his parents were shot, that yeah. his parents were shot in that city, even outside of that, it's just, it is like the fucking, like, it's a complete piece of shit town. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, they arrive. Like Jersey. You know, TMZ. <laughs> I'm thinking of yeah. like Detroit on the worst yeah, day. Detroit, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. No offense, people from Detroit. <laughs> You're like, I'm from Detroit. What are you talking about? Uh, so you I know what we're talking about. Then. That Detroit bitches will cut people. <laughs> wow, you got cut uh, before, some man. Good Detroit friends. Got some good Detroit scars. Heard it right from their mouth. No, no <laughs> from <laughs> scars. Yeah. Do you want to know how I got these scars? Do you know how Detroit I got these scars. I know people from Detroit don't go You want to know how I got these general warts? <laughs> <laughs> My father was a drinker. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's, then darker he gave you than general jo- that's darker than Joe Quinn <laughs> Phoenix, Joe. Let's Bruce. <laughs> uh, so Joe Quinn Phoenix. Joe Quinn Phoenix. Uh, hooked on Phoenix. Hooked on Phoenix. So Bruce instructs Alfred, hey, I don't want to be here at home. Let's go to, I want to go to where it happened. So they go to Crime Alley. And the old theater is boarded up now and everything, but uh, he he wants to revisit the alley where it happened, and he brings up, you know, I feel guilty. I had to see Zorro. It's a silly movie about a fucking hero who wears a costume and fights crime, like getting a little over the top. Stupid. And foreshadowing. But it's the idea that Bruce feels guilty over his parents' death because he's the one who insisted on going to the movie. Antonio Banderas. Which, not that movie, <laughs> but... Not the eight. That was a, Antonio Banderas was Zorro a year before this pitch was. <laughs> uh, Good but, timing. Mexican uh, Batman. Bruce... He speaks Mexican. Bruce's guilt <laughs> is... Uh, hadn't really been established yet. It was attempted in the Batman Forever script before it was fucking cut from it. But uh, we oh, yeah. this was another attempt to bring that in that didn't make it and, of course, wouldn't end up making it at all until Batman Begins again. Uh, so he's in the alley and some thugs show up. Whoop-de-doo. Surprise, surprise. They're everywhere. Uh, and Alfred's like, we should go. And the thugs are like, you know, who do you think you are? You think you own this street? And Alfred's like, uh, actually, subsidiary of Wayne Corps uh, owns all the buildings. So technically, he does own this street. Uh, <laughs> wow. I love wow. that, actually. Pwned Richie. Yeah, so Richie. the thugs keep trying to goad Bruce and everything or try to rob him. He's like, well, you must be rich and everything. And Bruce, being Bruce Wayne is almost inviting the fight. It's not as hardcore as the year one version. Right. Okay. But uh, he disarms the guy, gets the gun, and just fucking dismantles the gun in front of the guy. And the guy's like, what the Whoa. hell is this? Uh, and Alfred's like warning him to be careful. And he's like, you know, maybe you could use therapy as an outlet. And Bruce is like, therapy takes years. And he just starts beating the shit out of them. And we've revealed <laughs> for the past 12 years, ever since that night, he's been training in martial arts. So this guy already has, at 17 years old, geez, wait a minute, how old is this kid? He just got he, it. He's out of jail. About to turn eighteen. Okay, yeah. And it says he hasn't been in Gotham in twelve years. So that means his parents were shot when he was five? six, five, five or six. six yeah. yeah. Okay. So wow. at, I don't know. Six years old. He says I'm going to take martial arts, and he's been taking it ever since. So he's got twelve years of martial arts training. I'm going to be so good I can stop a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and so, go to the past. Yes. Be water. <laughs> you can do that, right? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll take your money. So he <laughs> obviously he takes care of all the thugs, but Alfred is really concerned because he's just like you need to, you know, next time they might attack in greater numbers or shoot first. You're a you're a well known figure, you're a famous figure, you're a celebrity. There's potential for lawsuits. Like you got to be careful out there with your identity. So they drop off the thugs at the police department, and uh, you know Bruce drops off the gun parts uh, that show that there was a gun, but nobody really wants to take his statement until you hear a little girl say, "My dad's working." And Bruce turns around. Oh, she's not that little, actually. She's, she's 13. But Bruce turns around, and it's a 13-year-old Barbara Gordon. 
Now, that's weird. That's kind of weird considering that Bruce is 17 in this. So, Batgirl was four years younger than Batman in this version, but whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. But Barbara says, my dad's a detective. He's going to be commissioner someday. Ha, 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 ha. It's generally about 10, 15 years younger, right? Yeah, she's supposed to be Robin's age. Yeah. Robin's oh, in yeah. like his years maybe. yeah. Robinson yeah. is like his dad's balls right now, so like, <laughs> he's probably not even spermatozoa yet. Yeah, <laughs> spermatozoa. Just so, the twinkle that they talk about. So this version of Barbara is, uh, like she is. It's the whole teen idol thing on on Bruce. She's like in love with them type of thing. Gotcha. Again, weird, but it kind of falls into the Bruce Tim interpretation. Tiger where beat Barbara and uh, Batman kind of had a thing. Uh, but. Uh, she takes a beat. Yeah. That what? <laughs> Tiger bat. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Don't worry about it, Ben. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so Barbara leads Bruce and Alfred to her dad, whom he recognizes. It's Jim Gordon. And he was like, oh, it's the cop from the night my parents were killed. Uh-huh. So again, this might feel like a familiar beat, but keep in mind at the time, that wasn't a thing. Batman mm-hmm. Begins hadn't come out. Gotham hadn't come out. The closest we got to it was the Sam Hamm script for 1989 that said that Gordon was the beat cop. Uh, when B- Batman's parents were killed, but that was cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it makes sense in this version. So when Bruce meets Gordon, uh, Gordon's like, "Hold on a second, and he's covering up a chalkboard. And Bruce sees for a split second the chalkboard is a diagram of arrows, and it all says Wayne Core in the middle of it. Ooh. And he's clearly been investigating Wayne Core uh, as Bruce Wayne comes in. So it's kind of awkward. Uh, but Bruce recognizes that it's Gordon. He's like, "You were there when my parents were murdered." And Gordon's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "So, who killed them?" Is it generally written like in one series it's Wayne Tech, one series is Wayne Core? Wayne Tech, Wayne, Wayne Core, Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, oh, like yeah it's, Enterprises, it's all the yeah. same. Divisions all, yeah. of Wayne. Yeah. Co. Wayne, <coughs> Wayne Co. Yeah. Wayne Co. Yeah. <laughs> so, alphabet. Uh, Bruce shows. Uh, Bruce talks to Gordon. Gordon shows him the files on the Wayne case. The killer was never found, uh, but he, uh, you know, he tried his best type of thing. And he asked, you know, will you testify on the trial? Are the guys who attacked you at Crime Alley? And Bruce is like, no, I'm leaving town. I'm only there for family business. I don't really want to do anything with Gotham City. Uh, and Bruce is like, well, uh, when you're here, or if your uh, family, you know, when you're here, your family. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Olive Garden. Oh my! Unlimited God. <laughs> red sticks for you in a GCPD. <laughs> <laughs> so after you eat oh, all man. your red sticks, uh, you know. He, <laughs> He's uh, wondering, are you meeting with uh, the Wayne Core CEO, whose name is, get this, Charles Palantine, which, what? if that sounds familiar, that's the name of the dude from, from, from taxi in Taxi Driver. So oh once again, we got a Taxi Driver connection wow. to Batman. Jesus, man. They fucking want this forever. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what Scorsese thinks of all this Taxi Driver Batman shit after all his comments on Marvel, where he's just like... It's yeah. not cinema. It's not cinema, but I'm glad they take inspiration from me. <laughs> and now I'm going to move my bushy eyebrows Here's my profusely. 2021. I'm going to take off those caterpillars I call an eyebrow. Yeah, the fucking caterpillars, man. <laughs> so Charles Palantine is kind of like Rutger Hauer's character in Batman Begins, where he is the one who's in charge of the company, uh, but doesn't really want Bruce to have much power in it. Uh, That's and, right. Yeah. Wow. So once again, there's a lot of Batman Begins in here, even though it was written in 1999. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce asked Palantine, you know, why are the police investigating Wayne Corps? I just, you know, I just came back from Detective Gordon's office. And Palantine, you know, is just like, oh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's nothing. You know, police commissioner is a close personal friend of mine. His name is, you know, Commissioner Loeb. And he just got a knife in his eye by some lunatic. No. It's not that <laughs> much, but, uh, it, It's not mentioned by name, but it's assumed, you know, if you're a comic fan, that it's that's Loeb from year one. But uh, he assures him business is not something, you know, this is not your thing, Bruce. You're a teenager. You should live your life type of thing. Signing over to the companies, you know, is the right thing. And Bruce is about to sign these papers. But uh, Alfred, you know, sort of clears his throat and indicates, you know, maybe not a good idea, sir. And Bruce is like, you know what? I'm going to take these papers home and look them over. And Palantine's like, well, you know, maybe we can set you up a meeting with our lawyers to explain things. He really wants Bruce to sign these papers Mm -hmm. that will sign Waynecourt over to him. And Bruce is like, all right, fine, fine. And as he walks out, he gets distracted by the sight of an old friend, Lucius Fox. So we oh, meet sure, a right. young Lucius, Lucius. Fox. Uh, Lucius Fox, used, his dad used to work at uh, Wayne Manor when Bruce was a boy. And Lucius and Bruce were friends growing up. So keep in mind, during this time in the comics, Lucius and Bruce were the same age. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucius being this older mentor, close friend of Thomas Wayne thing, didn't really become a thing uh, until Nolan came around. 
and hmm. him knowing that Bruce was Batman and helping out and giving the gadgets was completely a Nolan. Thing. I actually kind of forgot that they in were the animated the series, same age. Lucius was just a, an employee of. Yeah, he was right? just yeah. A, yeah, he was just part of the company. He, like befriended him or something. Yeah, that it was yeah. his friend, but Lucius didn't know anything about Batman. He didn't have anything to do with the gadgets. He was just purely another businessman, right. as he was in the original comic. Uh, so Lucius is now an intern for Wayne Corps, but uh, some backstory is his father died in a quote-unquote accident while working security at Wayne Chemical. So, you know, that's a potential subplot there, a potential mystery for Bruce to investigate. Mm. Um, but Palantine is like, Bruce, you need to sign these papers first thing in the morning because we have a deadline. This will only be in effect until, you know, you're 18, and Bruce's 18th birthday is in two days. <clears throat> okay. Mm. So tension on the elevator on the way out, Bruce is, you know, like, why are you so worried, Alfred? You didn't want me to sign these papers. You didn't want to sign it over to His Wayne birthday's Corp. in September. Batman's birthday is that is that actual date, right? It's February. February. It's February nineteenth. February 19th. what? February nineteenth. In according to something. Cool. Yeah, there's some. He's an Aquarius. I guess so. <laughs> like me. He does what he wants. I think he's to. more of a Taurus, but I'm also Taurus, so drum. whatever. Because <laughs> uh, he's he's bullheaded. Like, come on. He's. I, I think it fits the personality. But one, one time I was at a party where yeah. this girl asked me. Uh, what's your sign? Seriously, this happened, and Joker's I was like, and I was like, I'm a Leo, but I don't really believe in that shit. And then she <laughs> said, that's something. That's something that Leos would say. <laughs> <laughs> don't you do that? To be like, I call that entrapment. <laughs> it was like sit- sitcom yeah. humor in real life. Yeah, but it was, it was great. Examine the zodiac signs of our favorite heroes and villains. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it, everybody. So uh, Alfred says, Who's I'm worried. I'm worried what will happen if you don't sign the papers. Do you know who inherits the state? The estate, if you're killed before you turn 18, your guardians, the board, Palantine. So Alfred is worried about the fact that, you know, why is Palantine so eager to want you to sign the papers? Mm-hmm. Something, something suspicious here. Something's going on. Bruce is like, well, we need to find a trustworthy lawyer in order to look over these papers. So uh, it's a good thing that we know a, a lawyer friend who Let's just first, my hands his, together. his first year of law. <laughs> And Alfred's like, Harvey, really? So they Boom. go to visit <laughs> Harvey Dent. Andrew yeah. Dice Clay as yeah. Harvey Dent. Boom, we're going to solve this case. <laughs> you ever seen a pair of tits that big? Boom. <laughs> anyway. It's little, I don't know much about <laughs> little Miss Tuffet or whatever. Yeah. So Boom. Harvey's a few years older than Bruce. He's kind of a party guy. He's kind of who Bruce pretends to be in the future uh, of being the billionaire uh, playboy type. So Bruce and Alfred arrive at Harvey's costume party, and Harvey's like, "I know how you ate hot costumes, ha ha ha, but I, I didn't think you would come." So he brings it in, oh and Bruce is like, hey, "I have these papers for you to look over." And Harvey's like, "You know, now it's the time to party. Let's not look at the papers now." So Bruce awkwardly walks around and ends up meeting a uh, hot girl in a tiger outfit who is quote unquote an exotic twenty year old by the name of Selena Kyle. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Boom. So again, more more characters <laughs> in the future boom. rogues gallery. <laughs> Selena Caillou. <laughs> so they flirt for a bit and uh Harvey's like, Hey, come over here. I wanted to introduce you to my sister. And Bruce is like, Oh god, he's been trying to do this since I was a kid. Like Harvey's always trying to set me over his sister. I've never met her. But you know how it is when they always try to set you up with the sister that she's never like they're only setting you up because you can't get anybody, so she can't be that great. So Selena's like, If I see you with Susan, that's her name. I'll see you with Susan Dent, I'll rescue you. So Bruce is like, okay. So Harvey brings him outside to the balcony, and he's like, all right, wait here. And while Bruce is there, he sees another girl there who is, like, in an angel costume, and she's, like, beautiful, literally the girl of his dreams, and kind of the opposite in attitude to uh, Selena. And uh, as they're talking, suddenly Selena shows up, and she's like, oh, my God, I missed you. And Bruce is like, what the fuck are you doing? And everything. And then it's revealed, of course, the uh, beautiful girl is Susan Dent who is Harvey's sister, mm. and Bruce was uh, just assuming that she was ugly. It's the same type of twist that they did in the comics when they were introducing Mary Jane Watson, Okay, where Peter Parker was just like, don't introduce me to MJ, she's probably not anything, or whatever, and then finally, like, she's a knockout when they finally hubba, reveal her. Hubba, hubba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. So, uh, let's see. I like that. <laughs> so Susan is kind of turned off by the fact that Selena's throwing all this interest at Bruce, and she's like, oh, you're just like my brother, and everything. Bruce is like, well, wait a minute. And then she walks off, and, you know, teen romance type stuff to ensue. Ensues. Yeah, exactly. Riverdale. Yes, Riverdale. Do the river dance. Executive producer, brilliant. Gotham meets Riverdale. Yeah, so uh, as he's trying to fix this situation, Alfred appears and stops him. He's like, there's an urgent message, <clears throat> message from Sergeant Gordon. He wants you to meet him at Wayne Chemical. 
some part of me wonders if Wayne Kemble is going to turn into Ace Chemical at some point because oh, yeah. when they're there, uh, it's a green pool of hazardous waste that's there as he meets Gordon. And um, he shows up and uh, like dumping was made illegal years ago. Like, why is there all this hazardous waste? And Bruce asks, like, is this why you called me to come over here? And Gordon's like, I didn't call you. And then oh, the Axis she... hatch closes and water comes and tries to flood them both. So Gordon and Bruce almost are stuck two in jokers, bro. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> but it's water instead of chemical waste. So uh, Bruce ends up doing some acrobatics in order to leap up ahead uh, and uh, help open the hatch so they get out of it. Alfred criticizes Bruce, of course, for showing off his talents in front of Gordon. Uh, but uh, Gordon reveals that he was given an anonymous message to meet Bruce. So somebody's trying to set this up, and the suspicion is somebody's trying to kill Bruce before his 18th birthday. Uh, so they hide out. Oh, yeah, and so they hide out at Lucius Fox's place and meet his mom. Um, and we talk about more about Lucius's dad. Lucius's dad dying, and they said he was real nervous his last few days. I think he saw something. So it's getting the idea maybe Wayne Core is corrupt. Which ties into what they would end up doing in Gotham as well, where Wayne Enterprises was behind a lot of bad shit. So Lucius is like, I'll dig around, see what I can find in the Wayne chemical files, and we go to Harvey's place where uh, Harvey's going over the papers with Bruce. And Harvey's like, don't sign these papers. That means they get everything, you get nothing, you get a monthly check, that's it. You have no rights, no protections, don't sign it. Um, we get a funny little bit where two phones ring and on one side is Harvey's mom and the other side is Harvey's dad. And he, uh, they're like in the middle of the divorce. So he talks to his mom to support her and say, oh yeah, your dad, my dad's such a piece of shit. And he goes to talk to the dad. And he's like, yeah, mom's such a bitch and stuff. So he's very two faced uh, in this. <laughs> wow. Uh, what yeah. an interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cue that WB frog. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my goddamn gal. So so much tension. Yeah. So Harvey's like he hangs up. He's like, okay. Once you fully inherit Wayne Corp, if you die without a will, your estate goes into probate for years. So my legal counsel is stay alive until tomorrow when's your birthday. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly oh, how Bruce clown reacts. Clown, eat me. Can't sleep. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop. Retro Co. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to retroco.com. That's retro-ko.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to retroco.com, you can also go to facebook.com slash retroco with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European. Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please, go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. So, uh, they talk it over, and... Harvey's like, well, like, that's the idea, but, like, what do you really want? Because, like, you don't have any interest in Gotham anyway, you know, and maybe you don't want to piss these guys off. They own everything. They own the cops. Take the money and run. You'll stay rich and you'll stay alive. Uh, And Bruce is like, I don't know. I feel like I should do something. And Harvey's like, what? Like, stay in Gotham? You go up against Palantine and the board uh, and everything? And Bruce isn't sure what it's supposed to do. He then asks about, he then asks about Susan. Yeah, you know, how's your sister and everything? I want to like make it up to her. Where does she work? <laughs> I want to make it out to her. Make, make it up. Make out. Make out. I want to fuck her. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm Batman. God, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Not yet. It's Shit. over. All right. So he puts a gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to the last episode. <laughs> All right. So they oh, they drive shoot. to where Susan works, which is she basically is at this volunteer shelter type place, uh, and they see two dark sedans coming towards them. And a gun emerges from the window, 
And Alfred's like, this is a Rolls Royce. They wouldn't dare. And then they sh- start firing at them. <laughs> so Damn. they would dare, apparently. Um, and they just don't care. They have a like, car chase. <laughs> Alfred's Bruce. like, but the money, Bruce. <laughs> the money. <laughs> the repairs. You gotta take Put this. on your pants, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce is like, this is a good reason why we should get bulletproof glass. So again, hints at the Batmobile. Um, it's another Lincoln town car. Yes, yeah, a Lincoln Continental. Continental. You need a Lincoln. Uh, they eventually end up escaping the bad guys and go to the youth shelter where Susan works. And um, Susan's like, I thought you were leaving town. And he's like, I, I was, thought I was too. And he, he apologizes to her about what happened before. But it hints that you know she could be the potential love interest. Now, this is interesting because Susan Dent doesn't exist in the comics. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, right. Gotta, I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, you got to wonder yeah. what's going to happen to her. So it is kind of smart on Tim McCanley's part to include some characters who aren't part of the mm-hmm. comics just to make you wonder okay, make them like Star Trek red shirts yeah like basically <laughs> who's going to die is Palantine does Palantine turn into somebody does she turn into somebody does she die does Palantine die like who are these characters yeah right uh, these new characters so I think it's smart on his point uh, to do that um, so that that's continues this romantic subplot Meanwhile, uh, Gordon calls. He heard about the rolls getting attacked and everything, and he's been working with Lucius Fox, and they've heard about a weekly shipment of hazardous waste that keeps going out at night. So Bruce says, all right, I'll meet you there. But Gordon's like, you know, don't. So Bruce is like, well, if I can't meet him there as Bruce Wayne, I got to show up some other way. So cut to mm-hmm. Wayne Chemical. Gordon's there, and he's there with, quote-unquote, his two best officers, who are Harvey Bullock and Rupert Montoya, presumably the dad or maybe older brother to Rene Montoya. Uh, Rupert. 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 My my name is Rupert Montoya. I'm from Spain. (laughs) 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 Sounds suspiciously like that guy from Liverpool. Well, we're all very similar in Europe. Uh, Wolverhampton. Uh, Maybe I feel like you should be the the Montoya. (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing. My name is Rupert Montoya. You killed my daughter. Better to die. (laughs) Different Montoya. Okay, so Gordon warns Bullock that, you know, of all the donuts he's eating, he's going to get fat. So, again, kind of, there's almost too many cutesy foreshadowing type stuff in here. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, there's. It is very cutesy compared to what we just went through in the last episode. (laughs) Maybe we should have done this before, Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good. It's all good. Dun, 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 dun. This is very, very cute Batman this is going a, on. Well, remember, this is the WB TVPG. This is the Frog Channel. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Not that. Bruce shows up all in black. He's in disguise. Yeah, Bruce shows up in disguise. And Alfred's like, hey, like, don't do this. You shouldn't trust anybody. Your father trusted people, and now he's dead. Bruce is like, what are you saying? You're saying somebody trusted somebody at Wayne Corps killed my father? And Alfred mm-hmm. says, yes, actually, that's his theory. That's been his With theory a gun. All along. Click, click. Bang. <laughs> I'm Thomas Wayne. I'm Bruce Wayne. That's the one I want to see. Anyway, sorry. You want to see Batman the musical? I see Alfred just be the main villain. We'll do a deep dive on the Batman musical later. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, has there ever been one? There was an attempt to do it by Tim Burton. Oh, my oh. God. And what is there scripts and shit? There are demo songs. No. From oh. Jim Steinman, who did stuff like uh, It's All Coming Back to Me Now and uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh. So they were like ballad, I'm rock very ballads. interested in this. <laughs> we will do a few. Yeah, so we thought Tim Burton was done with Batman after Batman Returns. He was not. There were three other instances of him slightly returning Whoa. to the Batman world. Every time I think of when I think of that, like I'm, I'm reminded of the Ninja Turtles musical thing. Remember that <laughs> yeah, coming out coming of our shells? Yeah. Oh my God, Ben, did you ever have that? No, I don't remember that at all. Dude, I was there, baby boy. I got it, and I was like, I watched it like a once or twice on VHS, and I was so like, bad. this is not for me. And I'm like eight. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I just can't. It's so bad. <laughs> They rapping it. Do you do you know any lines from that offhand? Uh, not any. No, I don't. Okay. I remember it pretty vividly. You can you can find it on YouTube. Like yeah. a lot of the performances are. Pretty yeah. But yeah, Tim Burton was developing the Batman musical around the same time as all this stuff. Actually, during the Great Bat hiatus, Tim Burton was also working on the Batman musical. I feel mm. like we should just save that for another episode, though. Because oh yeah, that's a, that sounds yeah. that sounds incredible. We're, yeah. 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 Sure, exactly. Sure. That's okay. another one. So he's at Wayne Chemical, and Bruce is trying to figure out uh, what what's going to happen and he gets bored because he's in the shadows and nothing's happening 
So this is the opposite of what we usually see with Batman, where he's like, he's always in the shadow. Something uh-huh. always happens. He swoops in. Now, Bruce is just bored, just being like, okay, why did I do this? And he, <laughs> now you see me. Now you do. Now you see me. Now you do. And then he just. Am I scary yet? He snacks on a banana at one point uh, just yeah, because he's that. Batman fucking... eating a fucking banana in the shadows. Like, this is just doesn't yeah. sound great right here. This is not good television. I'll tell you that much. Brooding but and eating a banana. Then a bad guy shows up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the bad guy shows up. There's a whole confrontation between Gordon and his men inside. And and he uh, pulls a Mario Kart where he fucking throws a banana and they fucking slip <laughs> on that shit. That's close. So he, the bad guy exits the he elevator. He throws a red shell. Bruce throws a red shell at him. No, uh, bad, girl, bad guy gets out of the, adv- the elevator and Bruce basically takes the, the stool and smashes him over the head with it. Yeah. And knocks him out. And Alfred is like... So what's going to happen? Gordon can't just find him laying unconscious. And Bruce is like, I got an idea. And he leaves the banana peel there <laughs> to make it look like the guy slipped on it. And Gordon shows oh, up and okay. Gordon's like, "This is I'm not buying this, but okay. <laughs> so that's, that's what that beat is. Again, I told you about eating bananas in the office. <laughs> Never <laughs> eat bananas in the and office. He's taking you know that's against the rules. From a 17-year-old kid. <laughs> I got an idea, detective. <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> you watch too many cartoons, but it just might work. <laughs> So, it sounds again, wonderful. This is a TV PG on the WB at like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on Thursday Friday, nights. Yeah, or something. Yeah, they, Friday. they bury the show. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's eating bananas. <laughs> okay, not man. Batman yet. He's, He's seventeen. Start you get the Friday time slot. Yeah, His main so. weapon becomes banana throughout yeah. the whole show. It's like, we just thought that would be really cool. Criminals are superstitious, cowardly lots. This one must find a disguise that will strike terror in their hearts. Bananas. <laughs> Curious George. I'll be a monkey man. <laughs> um, Bruce and Alfred uh, then head back. Job well done. And Bruce is like, I might have found something I'm really good at. Which is vigilantism, I guess. Pranks. Pranks. <laughs> you <laughs> just <laughs> punked. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher As played Bruce. Batman. There was a rumor about Kutcher at one point. Really? Yeah, but we'll go into that later. Uh, so Bruce and Alfred oh, uh, meet up with Gordon. And uh, it turns out, okay, so the trucks that we're supposed to use to export the chemicals were actually being used to traffic drugs. That's why there's all those chemicals being dumped. Because <laughs> they're trying to transport drugs. Wayne Corps is involved in some sort of drug trafficking. But they did capture the dude who slipped on the banana peel, and uh, they have him in custody. <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. And uh, bananas tripping, motherfucker. And uh, Gordon Superior. <laughs> calling card. Yeah, Gordon Superior. <laughs> the this calling, this calling card peel. Sorry, banana man. It's a, it's a fucking dried a up, taste of the rotten <laughs> banana. It's a banana ring. <laughs> banana ring. It's been in the evidence bag for twenty years. Actually, banana's close to, to boomerang, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So Lieutenant Flash shows up, uh, beats the shit out of Gordon. No, and that's the different script. No, he oh, wants to man. see Gordon and his men, and so uh, <laughs> he takes Gordon. He's like, "You had to cut the prisoners loose. This was illegal search and seizure, and everything. We're under hot water and everything." But he, obviously, it's just excuses. And uh, Gordon and Flash have their usual uh, confrontation and everything. Gordon walks out, and they return to the interrogation room, only to find that uh, the guy who slipped on the banana peel has hanged himself. Supposedly. Uh, <laughs> what? Not even going to touch it. You could go on a whole banana noose thing, but I'm just not going to go there. This is, uh, yeah. All right. They're, they're, All right. Really, they're really going for it with this banana shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is a whole, this is like a banana based plot at this point. There's only one device. scene of the banana people. I'm just using that to remind you who this guy this is. This is like the Jar of Piss and Batman versus Superman or whatever. Like, we don't need this whole fucking, like, plot basis yeah. <laughs> it's not like he slipped on the banana peel and accidentally <laughs> hanged himself I found a symbol I can adopt <laughs> out of the shadows comes banana man <laughs> this whole thing's off the rails okay so <laughs> so clearly somebody came in and killed this guy so he wouldn't talk about Wayne Corp alright and so okay. Gordon, yeah that's what this really is <laughs> not about bananas See, he didn't slip on a banana all. peel and no just like oh, oh, and then go inside a noose I can't get over this banana thing man it's so ridiculous <laughs> so they go back to Wayne Manor and they find all the lights are off and they hear scuffling they're like oh shit and then the lights come on and everyone says surprise as it's his birthday it's, he's now turned 18 he doesn't have okay. to sign shit anymore Woo. he survived it 
Harvey Dent's there with his sister. Lucius Fox is there with his mom. Gordon somehow made it from the precinct after there. seeing that they were there. And you were there. Yeah. And you were there. <laughs> even Bullock and Montoya are there, even though they don't even Montoya. know who the hell Bruce is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's midnight. Bruce is alive. He's 18, and he owns Waynecourt now. And Harvey's like, yes, let's celebrate. And he throws the papers into the fireplace. Uh, and right as he does that, the doorbell rings, and it's Charles Palantine. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, did you find the contract? He's like, yeah, I think so. And he nods over to the fireplace, and Bruce is, and Palantine has, like, well, I got bad news. We've been hearing about these illegal things happening at Wayne Chemical. Uh, you know, our stock might take a beating and everything like that. So, you know, this is this is bad news. And it's sort of unclear, is Palantine behind all this type mm. of stuff, or is he actually a good guy just telling him this? Mm. So we don't know. And Does he, he calls somebody his number one guy? No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Palantine's starting to sound like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, what would, you, what would you like to see when I'm president? And Bruce's like, I don't know about much about politics, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I sure do know that I like punching stuff. <laughs> I love bananas, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about bananas, but... <laughs> Uh, so he offers to be, you know, I'll be your mentor. I'll teach you about business and everything. Um, and Harvey, you know, Palantine leaves and Harvey calls for a speech for Bruce's birthday. So Bruce says, you know, I, I'm going to stay in Gotham city. There's a lot that I have mm-hmm. to learn here and I'm glad that I have all my friends. And it's called character arc. Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. This is the pilot. This is a classic. We're all Building blocks. Parallel, the character arc. So a change of heart, if you will. He's like, I'm not going to, I'm not sure if I can make a difference, but I'm going to stick around and find out. And so everyone gathers and takes a group photo. And that's the photo that we saw in the beginning when mm. Alfred was journaling. Uh, and the final line is Alfred's voiceover saying, and so it begins. Nice. And that's the end of the. He should have said, "But about He should have yeah. said, "What a fun party we had last week!" So he flies away on his umbrella. So Tim McCanley's apparently wrote a whole series Bible that Terry McGinnis. Tim McCanley, not Terry McGinnis. It's a different guy. So apparently he wrote a series Bible for this and where he intended for this to go. Um, not really much information about Susan Dent in here. The only other instance of Susan, uh, the only other instance of Harvey having a sister was years later in Jeff Johns' Batman Earth One. I don't mm. know if you read this, where it was I Jessica did read Dent. it, but I don't remember that part. Uh, it was in part two. So if you oh, only I did not part read part two, I don't think. In volume two, uh, Harvey is the district attorney, I think, and Jessica is the mayor. Or, or maybe it's the reverse. Harvey's the mayor, and Jessica is the district attorney. Okay. And she's the one who's closer to Bruce, and Harvey and Bruce didn't really get along and everything. Mm. And then Boss Maroney uh, does the whole acid thing on uh, Harvey, and it kills him. And But Jessica gets scarred, and she becomes Two-Face uh-huh. in Earth One. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So... I don't know if they were playing that type of twist in Bruce Wayne, but it's interesting. That's the only other instance where there's a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm, I've never even seen that artwork actually of a, a, a woman uh, Two Face. We'll see if there's a volume three on that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so a cape. Yes. A weapon. A weapon. Uh, Sean Connery as, as Alfred Pennyworth. That's what it looks like. <laughs> you should just slap her. <laughs> <laughs> we named a dog Batman. When you can't get a cross with reason you should just <laughs> give him a rap did he I, say some shit like that yeah he, he did in an interview. <laughs> he doubled down like a motherfucker there's a youtube edit I'd still do it <laughs> there's I a youtube count. edit of him talking to barbara walters and barbara walters like but what if and then right. he slaps her <laughs> yeah <laughs> say something again god that's about now dog you're the man now yes you're the Nobody man gets now, that dog. <laughs> now dog god that's um that brings us back to the old ages of the internet before the youtube <laughs> what a, yep. god i the forgot dark ages before ah, the empire uh so vicky vale would have been there as a young tv gossip reporter also a psychology student named harleen quinzel um oh, shit. a would-be comedian described as san kennison but angrier and his name of course is jack napier um, and then there would have been Happy. a whole episode uh, where it's quote, there's a newspaper edition, yeah, newspaper editors convention in Gotham City, and this kid named Clark Kent shows up. Whoa. Oh, shit. And Bruce wants nothing to do with him, but for some reason they're thrown together. He keeps trying to lose this kid, but he can't. You have to know who Clark Kent is to get the joke. I never reveal who this guy is. He's just this very surprising 16-year-old from Smallville, Kansas. If you're watching Batman on WB the Frog Channel, and you don't know who the fuck Clark Kent is... Then who Get are, out of America. Who are you? <laughs> what 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 kind of person is that? Yeah. 
Must so be a reader. the general progression of <laughs> Bruce's arc through the series would actually be what I was wishing we'd see in Gotham, which was Bruce becoming more and more fascinated by the criminal element to the point of studying them. So yeah. he spends time inside Arkham Asylum observing. They the don't do that inside. at all in the fucking in fucking Gotham. Not really. No, not not at well, all. Well, thank you for saving me hours of. Uh, <laughs> I'll just show you. <laughs> never some watching that show. Uh, <laughs> he brings in martial arts trainers to continue, even though like he already had twelve years. But uh, he's just refining his methods. He is uh, always more to learn. Finding ways to race motorcycles and decked out in the leather and helmet. He kind of likes being anonymous and when he's around. So that kind of hints more at the persona. Um, ideally, what they were thinking at the end of the first season, Bruce finds the Batcave, which is actually what happens at the end of the first season of Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. And so he and Alfred apparently bring in a bunch of Polish workers in blacked out planes and to set up the Batcave. Why Polish? I don't know because they so, don't speak English. They, they don't ask talk. questions. Uh, yeah, and they don't ask questions. <laughs> the best yes. part about undocumented foreigners is they don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alfred is like, "Don't tell anybody, or we'll fucking deport you." <laughs> <laughs> Alfred gets now, real Trump on. Now here's your dime. Actually, for the opposite day. of Trump. <laughs> God, at least gave them a chance. Um, Oh, and at one man. point, Bruce is like, I got to figure out how I'm going to fight crime. So at one point, he joins the GCPD, ah. uh, but it doesn't last. So he tries to join the it's FBI. He's too rough on criminals. Yeah, he tries to join the FBI, but that's a bust mm-hmm. too. And that actually happened in the comics where he uh, tried to become an FBI agent, and he scored well on every single test except for marksmanship. Oh, <laughs> except, oh for, really? except for using a gun, yeah. That is kind of cool. That's, yeah. cool yeah. that's in Denny O'Neill's uh, The Man Who Falls, which was partially what inspired uh, all the training stuff in uh, Batman Begins. Huh. It's funny, though, because I, I, I kind of envisioned it more as like, he probably would be good at guns if he actually gave a shit or if he didn't have such an emotional yeah, uh, thing aversion. against it. Yeah, aversion. Well, he's got to be good with general marksmanship for those batterings. But the I know it's a different skill, but still, yeah. Does he ever use bow and arrow? He does, right? At some point? Oliver taught him, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, that's what it's so indicated, yeah. He's okay with projectiles, just not firearms. Not the gun, yeah. Yeah. Cut to it's all the Batman movies where there's guns in the Batmobiles, but anyway. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, let's see. So he does all this stuff, and people are just thinking, oh, he's just a fickle rich kid trying to just do whatever. They just think he's... Because remember, this is a different version of Bruce Wayne, who spends a lot of time in Gotham before becoming Batman, mm-hmm. as opposed to coming back to Gotham and then becoming mm-hmm. be, then becoming Batman. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, certain Wayne Core R and D stuff disappears. Special prototypes disappear that later end up in Bruce Wayne's arsenal as Batman. Mm-hmm. So that is indicated. Uh, Wayne Core wins the bid to build the FBI's computer criminal database. So guess what that ends up developing into? Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, Cerebro. Yes, yeah, Cerebro. <laughs> Bruce uses his uh, telepathic powers to find other Batman. Yes, yeah, Cerebro has yep. little bat ears. That's how yeah. I remembered it. <laughs> bat Rebro. Bad rebro. Uh, but eventually, it all would have ended. It would start with him as a 17-year-old who's uh, immature and just a kid to eventually, uh, in the final episode, becoming Batman. Mm-hmm. So that was the general idea. Uh, apparently, there was some, supposedly some actors considered for this. An actor named Trevor Furman, who was in Clerks 2. I don't know who he was. I don't hmm. know him. Was considered for Bruce, along with Sean Ashmore, weirdly enough, who played Iceman in the X-Men films. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum... This one feels almost like too neat, but apparently Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, was considered for Harvey. Hmm. I'm just like, wait, so you were originally considered for the friend who becomes the villain in Bruce Wayne. You couldn't get that, so you became the friend who becomes the, becomes the villain in Smallville <laughs> instead. Uh, again, it feels too neat for that to be true, but whatever. Uh, and then David... It's possible. Yeah, David Crumholtz of Numbers was considered as a possible contender to play Jim Gordon. A lot of this information is from Krypton huh. site. So... Uh, it didn't go through because they're like, well, Warner Brothers wants to do an origin movie, and we got an origin TV show. It's not going to work. And now that we know what that movie was with Darren Aronofsky's Year One, we know that definitely does not drive together at all, mm-hmm. the two different visions. Oh, wow. So they wanted to go with Aronofsky's. They're just like, we can't have a movie and a TV thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Cut to 2016 when Gotham Season 3 was out with Batman versus Superman in theaters, but I digress. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they think people won't get it. People like, will get confused. It's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. Everybody well, will get it. There's I, no problem. I kind of get it in this context where it's just like, oh, here's a Batman origin movie and a Batman origin TV series, and they have nothing to do with each other at all. Yeah. But yeah. nothing was connecting anyway. Ever, kind of especially at that time, like why? Yeah, but it's also like it's too like imagine if there was a Joker origin series right now. I still think it's like who who cares? Just do it. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's just like it's, it's two different things. It just feels a little like redundant. Know. Audiences aren't that dumb, are they? I don't know. Just redundancy. Know. So obviously, the the production company still like this idea, Tolan Robbins, and eventually, oh duo, man, I remember them. Yeah, nineties. The Alfred uh, Alfred Goff. I think it was Al Goff and Miles Millar uh, came, and they had a pitch that was very similar to Bruce Wayne, except for a different character, Clark Kent, and that mm. became Smallville. Mm. Oh, so that actually got so picked up. That makes up. sense. Too. So yeah, Smallville was from the same production company yeah. that was pitched Bruce Wayne. So in a weird way, Bruce Wayne evolved into Smallville. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Uh, apparently, Goff and Millar tried to do a companion show about Bruce Wayne on their own, but they were denied because TV was just like no. We're not allowed to do it. They're trying to do a Batman thing right now. Yeah. Um, there are rumors that they tried to get Bruce Wayne on the show on Smallville itself, and they were denied. So instead, uh, that's why Green Arrow, played by Justin Hartley, showed up starting in like season six, who was portrayed as, again, a billionaire playboy type with gadgets and everything, who's got this dark past and no superpowers and everything, and ends up starting up the Justice League. Huh. So it's a possibility that... Uh, Justin Hartley was actually playing the uh, character who was supposed to be Batman that was then rewritten to be Green Arrow in that. So Retcon. Retcon. So <laughs> with this... Indeed. Uh, eventually, Tolan Robbins did do a Batman series, but not a prequel. It was more of a sequel, and that was Birds of Prey. Huh. Yeah, I remember uh, that. If you remember that, yeah. Dude, I did not know that even existed. I think it came out when I was living mm-hmm. in Japan. It was short-lived. And I, short-lived. I, I come back, and I was like, Oh, this came and went already. Like I was totally yeah. out of the loop on that entirely. Uh, it's the only instance <clears throat> of Mark Hamill as the Joker, technically in live action, even though it wasn't really him. Basically, they took a stuntman, put a green wig on him to be the Joker, <laughs> redid the whole Killing Joke thing where he shoots Barbara, and had Mark Hamill dub over the guy's voice. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, was this show actually any good at all? The that birds. It, of it wasn't that great, but. As somebody who, you know, this is 2002 when there is no Batman shit going on. This yeah. is the closest you've got yeah. to a live it's action like Batman show. Generation X when that show came out. Yeah. It was like stupid, but it was just like, oh my God, these fucking superheroes come to life, you know? Kind of uh, Dinah Mayer, Meyer was uh, Oracle. She had just been, okay. she had already been shot. Uh, but there were flashbacks to her in the Batgirl suit. And I remember just the Batgirl suit looks like the Barbara Gordon Batgirl suit come to life. Was it a full season? One season? It was a full 13 episode season. Mm-hmm. So wow, this is also on WB. Yeah, on the WB. It was around the same time as Smallville, uh, oh, season one. Fuckity fuck. There was Alfred. <laughs> uh, Alfred was played by an actor named Ian Abercrombie, who eventually did the voice of Palpatine. In one Ian Abercrombie. Ian Abercrombie. But he was very much like the Michael Goff version of Alfred. Um, Huntress was in it, played by Ashley Scott, and she was. They adapted the pre-crisis version of Huntress, where she was the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. Uh, and everything, and Ashley Scott is coming back to the role in the upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> coming Ooh. on CW, uh, and then it's to fill out the Birds of Prey was Rachel Scarston playing uh, the daughter of Black Canary, who in this version had like different visions of the dead or something like that. I don't know. I got to rewatch it, but Rachel Scarston now plays the main villain in Batwoman. Uh, mm. So all this starts to come around. Uh, there's one other thing. Family. Oh yeah, Mia Sarah was in it as the main villain, who was Doctor Harley and Quinzel. Did they make cool. that show? Was like kind of like a little precursor to Arrow? You think? Kind of. I mean, I'd say Smallville was more of the precursor to oh, Arrow. Right, 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 right. Birds right. of Prey was darker, but it was uh, like again, it was in a, it was a concept that was kind of ahead of its time. Okay. Beforehand, I don't think people were quite ready for it because they're just like, who the fuck are these characters? Right. Whatever. It was before the whole superhero boom, mm-hmm. and I mean, at least it had the core birds of prey with Oracle and Huntress and shit. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> Instead, they're not heroes. Yeah, it's not like we. It's, yeah, so Harley Quinn like was actually the batarangs. main villain of the Birds of Prey first season. 
the TV show. Harley Quinn's in the show? Mia Sarah played Arlene Quinzel, and she donned the Jester outfit in the final episode. Ah, uh, I did not it. know that at all. Yeah, she was the first live-action <laughs> Harley Quinn. She was. It was originally Sherilyn Fenn. From did you Quinn. know this, Wolfie? Yeah. Uh-uh. I never oh. saw more than a couple episodes. Well, she was probably in... Uh, actually, I don't know if she was in those episodes. Uh, so she Mr. Was in J? It. it was also the first live-action Clayface was in that. What? Clayface was... Clayface There's been other live-action Clayfaces? Uh, Gotham had Clayface as well. Oh, well, shit. Yeah. So, Clayface has been on TV in live-action, but just not in movies. Uh, so, Clayface was in Harley... Qu- yeah, so I think it's ironic. Harley Quinn was the main villain of Birds of Prey uh, season one, or the whole series, really. And now she's the main character in Birds of Prey, the movie, which doesn't have, like, most of the Birds of Prey in it. Moving on. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, so that's the end of Bruce Wayne? That, yeah, that's pretty much the end of Bruce Wayne. It, like The closest it evolved into was Smallville and Birds of Prey because that's the other exposure that this production company had to the DC characters. So okay. we don't really get much else from it. I do think it would have been... Yeah, that's... We're looking right now if you showed wow. us the, uh, the gesture outfit that Mia Sarah wore. Obviously, it's a very toned-down toned version down of the... What Margot Robbie is currently wearing in the in the movies, but this this is another know. tangent topic for another day. But just to put it in in the, in the out in the universe or whatever, um, this 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 woman at my work was saying that um, you know talking about sexism in, with with these kind of roles where uh, like if you change like just a small thing in uh, a man's costume, like like people went crazy over taking the the briefs off Superman right. thing. But like Har- Harley Quinn, like she loves Harley Quinn, and she felt like they they've never really you know done her costume anywhere close to the comics, and no one there's no like real outrage, and she wishes that there was more, you know what I mean? Like the birds, mm-hmm. of, the current birds of prey, the Margot Robbie one, like I don't know, that was interesting. I mean, none of the costumes in the current birds of prey trailer look like they're true to the comic at all. But I mean, if you're gonna get one right, you need to get Harley Quinn right. But maybe maybe she gets it right near the end. But then again, probably not. I mean, this movie's she looking had like it's off the rails. One scene in Suicide Squad with the Jester outfit. Yeah. Oh yeah, they the did do that. Yeah. They did do that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, you forget about it too. Yeah. So she hasn't quite been wearing the classic stuff. I feel like the what she wore in Suicide Squad is kind of close to what they were having her wear in this in the new Fifty Two. But I gotta relook and recompare. She that. wants that fucking original Jester. Like your go, friend go or classic. Margot Robbie. Uh, my friend. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. So, all right, we'll see. Know. That's uh, another. We could birds of prey. Later. So, uh, anyway, the birds of prey deep dive coming later. Wolfie, what'd you think of Bruce Wayne? I thought it was pretty cool in a lot of like the direction where it was coming from. I could be into like an edgier version of that, which I guess is Gotham in a lot of ways. Yeah, Gotham is definitely a more R-rated you know? version of this type of type but, of story. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Smallville or Flash or the the flavor of those shows. It works but, for Flash because yeah. Flash is just goofy like it, that. It but with Batman like doesn't cool work, ideas. I don't think. I think the Batman or the banana thing was was <laughs> just kind of stupid for a scene. Like it could have been some other thing, but it, we got some mileage oh, out man. of it. I mean, the banana peel. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. It's it's just really cool to see all these unproduced ideas and how many different angles people can come from to to you know attaches to these characters but also tell like a contemporary story and blah blah, blah. yeah, yeah um, exactly. I, I would definitely watch the pilot of this or maybe even a, a first season I yeah. mean watch whatever I, although well, yeah not Gotham Batman, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I watched I watched a few episodes of Gotham but even Kevin Smith on Fat Man on Batman he was he was like I, I just can't watch it I don't know what it is <laughs> watch what of Gotham watch the oh right yeah. <laughs> like he's on his fucking Batman podcast yeah anyway um yeah, I, this was like so cutesy compared to the last episode. So it's know, a little maybe bit, we should start with this. <laughs> it's a little bit jarring, but it's. I mean, even with the banana thing is kind of funny. I mean, I see the tone they're going for. Yeah, it's just definitely like it's got that formula. pilot flavor where not much is developed at all. Yeah. So it's it was fine. It probably would have developed something better, but you definitely. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mostly prefer to the Gotham approach simply because it's so focused on Bruce's evolution to Batman as opposed to yeah. with Gotham, it felt right. like kind of an afterthought. Right. And it was like, oh, yeah, we need to make this guy Batman. And oh, was, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what it's about. Been having too much it's fun so hard to find characters. that find that right tone where it's like yeah. it can yeah. be too cutesy or too just overly dark like Snyder's kind of stuff. Like yeah. That's what's so hard about superhero stuff is like 
when yeah. you make it into live action, finding the right tone is so incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. Right. Yeah. Because like nobody's really done the scene of the bat coming through the window, and he's like, "Yes, right. I shall become a bat." But you're right. also like, "Wait, how do you do that in live action without it coming off as like really right. hokey?" Right. You'd have to really play up like a lot of close-ups. Well, and the, shit the, and, the, the yeah. dialogue too is so antiquated. Mm-hmm. Now I shall become a bat. I shall become a bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's never said that. He hasn't even said criminals are a superstitious, cowardly lot. I, I feel like they could get away with that line um, in some way, especially Batman. if they do the noir like thinking to himself. Oh, I could see that kind yeah. of thing. If, he's, if he says that, that to himself. Yeah. Monsters are real. Yeah, some yes. shit like that. You know, I think that could work. I could, yeah. Um, the, ben, uh, what were your thoughts? I don't think we ever really got any. Uh... I mean, I, I do. I, I really did like this more than uh, the Gotham pilot. I did. I mean, I watched all 100 episodes of Gotham, so it's not like I hated it. But this is. <laughs> I, I wish sort of kind of liked it. Why are you guys making fun of it? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it has a lot of problems, um, but. It, <laughs> I definitely prefer this approach over it because of the focus on Bruce Wayne and on the focus on his training as opposed yeah. to where it just felt like, you know, they had episodes in Gotham where Bruce wasn't even in it. And I was just like, okay, I'm not as into this. Yeah. I'm not as yeah. into, like, Gordon being the main character and going through a circular arc where he's kind of just back to where he was before because you can't, you can't really, you can only do so much of that character as yeah. a main character. He already got um, the stash. You can't lose the stash after he gets it. That's his arc. <laughs> his arc is the stash. Yeah. Didn't even wear glasses. Be without that. Like, yeah. Stash. He just got the brown coat out of nowhere at one point. I'm just like, really? Yeah, right, like you right, have a TV right, series. Right. You could have had some backstory. Like Scott Snyder <laughs> gave him a backstory in New Fifty Two on on that black trench coat. I mean that brown trench coat. Anyway, uh, I do like this. I. I do think that it was like I've always kind of wanted to see a, t- a long form version of the training stuff, but mm-hmm. stuff that is more true to the comics. Mm-hmm. So you would actually get to see uh, all the training that was established beforehand, uh, partially in the comics as well as stuff that you can make up later on. I still want to get that training in Asia, and he's going like through a kung fu type thing, fucked up training though. Like he's got PTSD yeah. from his family getting shot, but now he's got a whole other set of PTSD from fucked up shit. He's getting like whacked on the knees. Fucking, yeah. you know, like Just with like these boards, the ringer. some From spikes sometimes. Yeah, not hates him, but like pushes him harder than the others or something. This is something I said on Twitter actually, but I do think that format-wise and like sort of character-wise, yeah. Whiplash, the the drumming movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. hear me out. It's about a master and a teacher, and they don't. You don't necessarily have to love each other right. to fucking learn from each other. Right. Mm. You you bring out the best in each other, skill wise at least. Right. Sacrificing all this other bullshit just to become that one thing. Honestly, I feel like Whiplash is kind of a good um, idea for Bruce inspiration Wayne motif for Bruce Wayne training thing. A training and, and like not liking your teacher, Ra's al Ghul, maybe you, you know whoever whoever right, it is. Right. Like, like they fucking hate each other, but right. they're, they're yeah. still, they're, there's that respect. They're, like they're student-teacher, but also rivals in a way. A like dynamic great where about the master that. is trying to, like, repel him away from yeah. progressing more, but he keeps getting better and better through determination kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, almost so you got to hang with this. you got to hang at this level. <clears throat> we should write a pilot. This is a high level. you gotta <laughs> hang. you got to hang at this yeah. level if you want to hang with us. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that kind of thing. Like, it's the opposite of, of Miyagi and Daniel, where... They're really like have this deep bond, like they love each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, that's not. I I, I kind of want to see this yeah. thing where mm-hmm. his 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 mentor that he loves is obviously Alfred. So you already have that. Yeah, when no, he goes he, to Asia to train. This guy's not yeah. fucking Alfred. Maybe it's kind of like, oh, rich white kid wants to come to my country, right? Yeah, right, take right, our right, knowledge, right. kind of thing. Right, right, right. Each mentor he's had in the comics has some point turned into some sort of antagonist. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, uh, Karigi, Sunamoto, David Kane, Henri Ducard, all, all the guys, all the trainers that he had uh, end up coming back in some way. Um, David Kane is the assassin who tries to kill Gordon at one point. His daughter becomes Batgirl, Cassandra Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, Ducard is just a he just takes anything for money type of thing. Uh, he was created by Sam Hamm and turned into the alias for Roz mm-hmm. in oh, uh, Begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was there? Sunamoto tried to kill him at one point. Karigi was the one who trained a bunch of the League of Assassins guys. So even before the idea of Roz al Ghul training him in Batman Begins came about, there, there was already established that he had oh. that type of it could be it could stuff. be anybody, and they don't even necessarily have to become a full on foil. That all they need to do is just be. 
to have that dynamic just a dynamic like in whiplash kind of like we're we're we don't love each other but you want to train okay we'll train yeah but we'll i want to see how far you want to go the best story of something like that it's a backup story in one of the zero year ones i think scott snyder wrote it but bruce is in this pit and he's it's a pit where after every hour they send in a new opponent and bruce has to survive and uh she's she's just called the queen and she's trying to make a point to him being like you can't survive the pit unless you do what i tell you which is to take a life oh shit and bruce is like i will not and he lasts in that pit for over a day just fighting and eventually she's like sending more and the rest of the people who are part of this cult or whatever are like we can't everybody's afraid nobody wants to come in and nobody else wants to fight him and at that point bruce can finally collapse and and rest after it's like the kumite yeah 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 (laughs) so that's that's an awesome story uh from it let's see there's other I usually it just comes down to that, the whole, like, you must kill. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I will take your principles and everything, but I will find, I will use that to know when somebody's trying to kill me, but I will develop my own style. That's my, my, my dream show. Well, one of my dream shows is, like, Kung Fu The Legend Continues mixed with Whiplash meets with, mixed with, you know, whatever, you know, Shaolin Kung Fu movie or whatever. I was a writer. Kurosawa. Yeah. Uh, with Batman and like young Bruce Wayne traveling Asia, yeah. I think that'd be so so sweet, man. I think I always think it would be cool if there was something where it's he's enlisted in this academy type of stuff where he's learning and stuff. But everybody has some sort of code name, so you don't really know who other people are going to turn into. Oh yeah, you can't have cool. somebody being like, "I am Ra's Al Ghul." I'm like, okay, obviously I know where it's going to go. Like yeah, everybody's yeah, got yeah. some code name right. and stuff. And then my code name is Raish Al Ghul. <laughs> 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 my code name is Joker. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but then at the it evolves, and then all the people you, you thought it goes one way, and then goes the other, and at the end you're just like, oh shit! Like, that's Bruce Wayne. That one is uh, yeah, gonna be, be that cool. guy. That's that guy's cool. gonna be, be cool. you know Green Arrow. That guy's gonna be this. Like, it, it, then you figure out it's okay. This is actually a superhero, super villain type of thing. We just don't know their actual names, but you can tell by mm-hmm. where they end up at the end. And, yeah. And so that's what that's what I always thought would be cool yeah. uh, to do in this fan film. Let's do it. Fan film section of everybody. But anyway, this has been the Superhouse Podcast. Um, thanks again, everybody. Uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, Superhouse Pod, on all the social media. Please join the Shasta Army. That's our $1 tier on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Podcast. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram, my personal account. And I'm Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram, as well as curating the Superhouse Podcast at Superhouse Pod on Instagram. Woo, I'm Wolfie Cruz uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. <laughs> Twitter soon to follow. Baby, baby. <laughs> baby, baby. Big dick boy. Signing baby off. Boy. <laughs> ben signing off. Adios.